This is the Texas Real Estate Salesperson Exam Prep Audio Lessons. These audio lessons are copyrighted 2018 by Franz Amason. All rights are reserved. Should you wish to make copies of any of the material contained in these lessons, you would need to get written authorization from the author. Welcome to this lesson entitled Prepping for the Test. In this lesson, we will go over what you're going to need to know in order to prepare for, schedule, and take the real estate license exam in the state of Texas. As this is the first of your lessons, let me explain a little bit about how these lessons are going to go. Firstly, you're going to have the main content of the lesson. I'll go through the different concepts that pertain to one particular topic. At the end, I will do a quiz where you can test yourself to see how well you have mastered the content. Pose a question and then you will be able to take a few moments to think about it. You can pause your recording if you need a little bit longer and then I will go ahead and explain the answer to the question in enough detail so that you can check to see whether you have understood. So let's go ahead and get started with prepping for the test. The first thing you need to know is how you sign up for the test. In the state of Texas, the real estate exam is administered by Pearson View. And make sure that's not V-I-E-W, like the usual word view. It's V-U-E, so it's an acronym, capital V, capital U, capital E. Pearson View. If you put that into a search engine, you'll be able to find the Pearson View website. You can contact them through email and chat, through phone, and they can help walk you through different parts of the process. But one of the most important things to remember is not everyone is eligible in order to take this test. In order to take the test, you first have to complete the educational requirements. And that means that in the state of Texas, you have to have 180 hours of authorized real estate education. And these 180 hours aren't just any hours. They have to be broken down by certain topics. Your education has to cover certain things, so to speak. But once you have that, you can submit your transcripts to the Texas Real Estate Commission. And then the Real Estate Commission will contact Pearson View and say, this candidate is eligible. They have completed their educational requirements and they can go ahead and take the test. So once you've decided I'm ready to take the test, I've got the go ahead, you can go ahead and go online and create a Pearson View account. And once you have an account, your first order of business will be to find a testing center. Now there are quite a few different ways that you can find a testing center. If you are active military or have another way to get onto a military base, you can take it on many military bases. However, make sure that you're not selecting a military base that you're not going to be able to get onto. If you are a civilian, of course, don't choose one that goes on a military base. Another category of places that will often let you take the test are universities. Universities have dedicated testing centers that will allow you to take the test in many instances. And there are other places like community centers and other dedicated 
testing centers that will allow you to take the test. So find something that's near you. You can go on and search by your zip code or by a nearby major city, those sorts of things. If you do that, you'll hopefully be able to find something that's pretty close to you. Make sure it's something that will be easily accessible, not something that's going to be hard to get to on the day of, and then you won't be able to take the test. So once you have found a testing center, you can then schedule a specific appointment. And these are usually for a little bit down the road. So make sure that you schedule it with enough time in advance. So if you wanna take it in the next few months, get on there as soon as you can, because sometimes you won't be able to get an appointment until a few months from now. So if there's a time crunch of any kind, you need to take that into consideration. Another thing that is really good to know is that Pearson View will make accommodations for people with disabilities. If you have a legal disability, that means that there's something that you're not able physically to do as well as some other people, then you can have some of these accommodations. And they include being able to take the test in a separate room that's free from distractions, being able to take extra time on the test when compared to other people to get it finished. You might even be able to have a reader or a recorder help you with the test itself. But this is also something that you need to tell them in advance. Don't want you getting there on the day of the test and telling them that you need certain accommodations. That's something you should already have worked out. And that's something that you can tell them in advance on the Pearson View site. So that's a nice thing that they're able to do for you. As well, on the Pearson View site, there are all sorts of great resources for you. You're able to find things that are going to help you study for the test. The first is that you can actually purchase online practice tests. And these practice tests are done on a computer, just like the real test is. They're done with multiple choice questions, just like the real test is. And they're done with a content that is similar to the actual test. And so these will give you a great indication of whether you feel like you're doing well or you still need to brush up on a few things before you try the real test. Another thing that you'll find on there are study guides. And these study guides are going to give you sort of an outline of the content that you need to be able to master in order to take the test. So say types of property and agencies and zoning laws. There'll be these broad categories, many of which we're going to cover in this course. And then there'll be other subcategories. They'll give you just a direction to go to complete your study. And then there'll also be links to other resources that you can use to supplement your study. So make sure that you're using everything you can in order to prepare yourself as best you can. The thing is, you can't just keep failing and failing the test. There are consequences that we will talk a little bit more about later if you fail the test too many times. So you really want to try to get it done on the first time or at least the second time. Now let's talk a little bit about what to do before the test. There's some things that you're going to need to do in order to prepare. The test is long and there are definitely difficult questions. That means that you need to be your very best self. Your body and your mind need to be in top form in order to take this test. It's a high stakes test. As I mentioned just a little while ago, if you keep failing the test, there are going to be consequences. You can't just keep on taking it over and over again without penalty. 
So it's important that you do your best every single time. So the first thing that is going to help you do your best is the night before the test, go to bed a little bit earlier. Make sure that you're able to get sufficient rest for the day that's coming up. If you're overly tired, you're not going to be able to concentrate nearly as well, and you definitely will not do as well on the test. Another thing is it's very important not to be late to the test. You need to make sure that if it's in the morning that you set alarms, maybe even more than one alarm, to make sure that you get up on time. And also make sure that you have a plan that will let you have enough time to travel to the location of the testing center. Take weather into effect. Make sure if it's going to be bad weather that you allow yourself a little extra time. There's not too much leeway on being late and taking the test. They might ask you to reschedule if you miss your actual testing window. So that's not something you want to do. When in doubt, give yourself a little extra time instead of erring on the side of not giving yourself enough time. You can always wait there before the test starts. That's much more preferable than coming late and seeing if you can get in because you might not be able to. And then another thing to keep in mind is that it's much better to study a little bit at a time, to study consistently, to study methodically, and not to try to cram everything in at the last minute. There is a lot of content in this test. There are a lot of details that you're going to need to know. For many people, it is going to take a significant amount of time and a lot of repetition in order to become truly comfortable with all of these details. So it's not recommended to try to cram everything in at the last minute because there's just too much content in order to do that. Now, on the day of the test, there are certain strategies that you can employ to make sure that you are doing your best as well. It's important to make sure that you have enough food in your stomach, that you have enough energy so that it's not something that is going to distract you. But one thing you might want to think about is it's a good idea not to drink too much before you go into the test so that you aren't going to have to take a frequent bathroom breaks. It's better just to not interrupt yourself if you don't have to. Another extremely important thing is to make sure that you have a government-issued picture ID when you're coming. They have to be able to verify that it's actually you, the person who signed up, who is going to take the test and that you didn't just, say, pay someone in order to go take the test for you. That's a non-negotiable thing. They absolutely have to see your government-issued photo ID. The, probably the most common example of this kind of ID is a driver's license. So it's a driver's license, it has your picture on it, it has your name on it. They're going to ask to see that before you're going to be allowed to take the test. Make sure you leave early with plenty of time, as I mentioned before. And another thing you're going to want to know is that there are certain authorized materials and only these should be brought into the testing center. For example, a cell phone or other sort of smart device or computer is never going to be allowed into the testing center. It is much too easy for people to cheat using these kinds of devices. And so just either leave it at home, leave it in your car. Some testing centers actually have little lockers that they'll allow you to go ahead and lock up your valuables. But in any case, don't plan on bringing it in. 
the requirements will vary a little bit from testing center to testing center and from test to test sometimes. Often they will allow you to use scratch paper. For this test specifically, there are some real estate math problems, and so you will be able to bring a calculator, but to check with the testing center and make sure you know what kind of calculator you're going to be able to bring. In most cases, it's just going to be a very simple calculator, not any kind of calculator that's going to allow you to save information on it. Some of the newer graphing calculators, actually, you can save text into that, and they don't want you to do that because that's another way that people could possibly cheat the test and make it unfair for others. But it is okay, typically, to have a simple calculator that's going to let you do things like solve addition problems, solve subtraction, multiplication, division, percentages, work with decimals and fractions, that sort of thing. So just make sure that you don't bring anything that is not authorized because if you have unauthorized materials that can actually void your attempt of that test. They'll say this one is invalid. You're going to have to reschedule and try again and do it the right way. And so it's extremely important that you don't let this valuable time and money go to waste over something as ridiculous as a technicality. So the test itself is electronic. It's all done on a computer, and all of the questions are multiple choice. There are several different versions of the test, and each of these is called a form, and different people are given different forms, so even if you and someone you know take the test at the same time on the same day, you might not be given precisely the same form. So the test is going to vary a little bit even between different people who do it on the same day. So that's important to know. There are different parts of the tests. So two major parts. There's first the state examination. And those are test questions that are specifically relevant to the state of Texas. There are different federal laws that govern real estate, but there are also state laws that are unique to Texas, or they are sort of the bundle of laws that you're going to meet in Texas are unique to Texas. They might not do business the same way as Florida or California or Illinois. And then there's also the national examination. And the national examination is this sort of federal level where there are different regulations that govern everyone in the country. So no matter whether you're doing real estate business in Virginia or Nevada, they're all always going to apply. So you need to know specifically about the state, but also about these federal things as well, so that you are a well-rounded real estate agent. Let's talk about a few actual test-taking strategies. So this is a multiple-choice test. So this applies to pretty much any multiple-choice test you're going to take. But specifically for this one, you do have a time limit, but the time limit is pretty generous. It's a good idea to try to get as many questions right as you can. So a great way to do this is to answer the questions that you are absolutely certain about first. So make a first pass through the test. If you run up to a question, you're like, okay, I know exactly what that is, answer it. But if you're feeling uncertain you don't quite know, it might be one of two things or something to that effect, go ahead and skip it and come back to it. There's nothing wrong with going through the test once, 
and then doing a second or even third pass of the test and making sure that you're able to answer as many ones as you feel really confident about the first time. So this prevents you from running out of time and then potentially leaving points on the table that you might have otherwise been able to get if you'd simply looked at all of the questions. You got to be careful that no single question takes up too much of your time because that prevents you perhaps from getting points that you might have been able to get. In multiple choice questions, there are often one or two answers that you can just rule out. They're nowhere near the right answer. And maybe there's two options that are pretty close to what could be the right answer. So narrow it down. When you have four different choices, that's only a one in four chance of you getting something right. But if you narrow it down to two choices, that's actually a one in two chance, which is double your odds. There's no penalty for guessing. So make sure that if you have the time to answer every single question and to do so to the best of your ability by narrowing it down so that you choose something that really has a chance to be the right answer. Take your time to make sure that you understand exactly what you are reading. Some questions might have longer explanations than others, longer directions than others. If you're not careful, it's easy to misunderstand different directions. Sometimes they'll be asking not for which one of these is an example of a certain vocabulary word. They could be which one of these is not an example of this vocabulary word. So you want to make sure that you understand that it's a non-example and not an example. If you don't read carefully, you could easily gloss over that and decide that something is the right answer when actually it's pretty obvious if you've read the instructions that it's not the right answer. So make sure that you're not flying through things too quickly. Even if you feel pretty confident about the content, make sure that you also are confident about the directions. So once you've taken your test, you've turned everything in, after a few weeks, you will be sent the results of either pass or fail. In order to pass, you need to get 56 questions correct from the national test and at least 21 questions on the state test. So you have to pass both parts of the test, at least 56 of the national questions and 21 of the Texas state questions. Though, of course, if you exceed those, even better. But really, what they're looking for in order to get your license is just a passing score. If you get that passing score, then you'll be eligible to then finish your application for your real estate license. And so finally, let's talk about some of the repercussions if you do fail. So this isn't intended to scare you or to make you feel discouraged. It's just a fact that you need to know in order to take a pragmatic approach to taking the test. If you fail three times in a row, so you've taken the test, three times you get a failing grade. You have to go back and take 30 additional hours of approved real estate education before you're able to go ahead and take the test again. So you actually have to submit your transcripts to the Texas Real Estate Commission and they have to approve and say, okay, it looks like you have gone back, you've taken additional education, we're going to let you try again. So that's why it is so important to be as prepared as you can be. Because taking additional classes, of course, that costs extra time, that costs extra money. So it can be a pretty expensive 
thing if you fail the test too many times. If you fail it the first time, don't panic. These things don't kick in until you've actually failed the test three times. And so you'll have another chance. Just make sure that if you do fail the test once, try to figure out where you were weak, study up on those areas. So now that you know exactly what sort of things are on the test and give it another shot. That's all for our lesson for today. Let's go ahead and go into the quiz portion of our lesson. As I mentioned before, I am going to pose a question, give you a few seconds to think about it. You can go ahead and pause it if you need to, and then explain the answer to the question. So test yourself, see if you understand and can remember what we've talked about in this lesson. The first question is, what is Pearson view? What is Pearson view? The answer is that Pearson view is the company that administers the test for the Texas real estate license. So they're the people that you're going to need to go to in order to find a testing center, to schedule your test and to eventually take the test and get the approval to finish applying for your real estate license. The next question is, what requirements do you have to meet before you are allowed to take the Texas real estate test? What do you have to do first? The answer is that you have to have 180 hours of real estate classroom credits. And once you have that education, you're allowed to then take the test. The next question is, what are some things that you can find on the Pearson View website that are going to help you study for the test? We talked about two major categories of things. See if you can remember what those things are. The first thing that they have are these practice tests that you can purchase. And once you purchase those, you can Take them and see how you're doing. And then also we had these study guides, these outlines that are going to help you decide whether you are studying everything that you need to study. The next question is, what are some ways that you can prepare yourself physically before you take the test? What are some things that you can do to make sure that your body is in good shape in order to take the test and do your best? So I gave a few different suggestions, but things like getting sufficient rest, making sure that you have a good meal, but not, that you're not drinking too much before the test, those sort of things are going to help you. The next question is a two-parter. The first is, what is something that you absolutely should bring to the test? And then the second part is, what is something that you should not bring to the test? So something that you should bring to the test is a government-issued photo ID, such as a driver's license. If you bring that, then you will be able to get in and take the test. If you don't, you simply won't. And secondly, something you should not bring to the test, there's many things, but for example, you shouldn't bring your smartphone, something that could be used in order to find answers on the test. That's cheating, and so they don't want you to bring that to the test. The next question is, what are the two major parts of this multiple choice test that you're going to be tested on? 
What two parts are you going to have to take in order to pass this test? Well, the first part is the national exam that has to do with so the federal regulations and federal rules. And then we have the state exam, which are Texas-specific questions about real estate. The next question is, what are a few things that you can do to ensure that you do your best when taking a multiple-choice test? What are some strategies that you can employ? I talked about a few of them, so go ahead and see if you can name one or two. There are many different strategies. For example, answering all the questions that you are certain about and then going back and answering the harder ones later, narrowing down answers to make sure that you pick the best answer, and taking time to read every question completely and making sure you understand all of the instructions that you possibly can. And finally, the last question is, what happens if you fail the test three times? What will you be required to do before you can take the test again if you fail three times in a row? The answer is that you have to do extra education. You have to do 30 additional hours of training before you're allowed to take the test again. So it's always a good idea to do your best the first time. So now that brings us to the end of our lesson. I hope that you are able to quiz yourself and make sure that you understand. And thank you very much for listening. If you found this lesson valuable, perhaps you would consider purchasing the full series of audio lessons at reexampodcast.com.